Welcome to Herman Legend with your hosts, Smartwatch, Neil and Chris, and Hobbs. Hello and welcome to this week's Urban Legends. Um, something slightly different this week. We are currently uh, in between series. Neil, I believe, is sunning himself in the Maldives. And uh, I'm currently in South Korea. Um, I could no longer get my uh, podding dispensation, so I'm doing my national service. Um, we decided I wanted to keep putting some stuff out. So this week we have a couple uh, of cut down episodes from series one, we call them Urban Legend Classics. Um, uh, you know, these are a couple of years old, um, back when we were mere pod pod children, unlike the pod preteens we are now. Um, so bear that in mind. But um, yeah, they uh, haven't been listened to massively, so um, hopefully it's new to you. And um, yeah should be all right cool i'll uh, speak to you at the halfway point goodbye why don't you tell me a bit more about this urban legend which has got you so hot under the collar well let's so let, let's introduce it first this, this is the uh, the, the local legend of la pascalita pronouncing that correctly yeah. So this is this is a this is a, a mannequin in a so we've we've already sort of talked about the mannequin. So this is a preserved mannequin in a in a in a shop window. But there's a local legend that holds that it's actually the preserved corpse of the original shop dater's uh, daughter who died tragically on her wedding day. Shopkeeper's um, daughter. Yes. Mm. So in so you do you do get embalmed corpses as tourist attractions, brilliantly. So yeah. And there's yeah. So there's some popes, popes in the back. Yeah. You've got Lenin in Red Square. Uh-huh. And there's some quite elaborate kind of like stuff they have to do to preserve um, Lenin's body. There's a, I think there's a, a cadre of scientists who have to, you know, re-embalm him every year. And they have to Pump it full of antifreeze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vodka and antifreeze. Um, yeah, check the, uh, the, you know, the lighting conditions and atmospheric conditions and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Would you, know, you like... Would you like... Would you like to be embalmed and put on display forever? I don't... Yeah, what I don't... Would, what happens to the soul, Neil? Well, exactly. No, no. I, I, no, I wouldn't. I really... I'm not that vain. I just... I don't... I don't... I don't. Firstly, I don't think there are going to be many people flocking to see my embalmed corpse. Come on, mate. You're not dead yet. Still got time. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it, it could be that, um, you know... This podcast could go... <laughs> to the stratosphere, multi-platinum, and then suddenly, yeah, we, just, we have to embalm these two people and preserve them for all time, so people listen back. And, so it, it, it would be like one of those. Who would um, have thought when they started out talking about legends like Bill and Ted? Well, if we're going to do it like that, then yeah, then I, then I want to have like one of those wind-up strings on my back, so it just I just spout irritating catchphrases. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. <laughs> what, would your, what would your catchphrase be, Chris? My catchphrase. Um, on the bit, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, my, I've not really thought. Well, my catchphrase on this is my like catchphrase. Your, your epitaph, basically. But, but epitaph, in an embalmed um, corpse with a wind up. Don't have nightmares. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which, 
To which my response would be, if you don't want me to have nightmares, why did you put that into an embargo? <laughs> 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 fucking alive. I'm going to, I assure you, I am going to not be able to follow that advice. Um, I don't know. What would my... Uh, I don't know. Um, keep dancing, Freddy. That'll be mine. I'm going to try and work that in over the next few years. That's a sort of Bill and Ted style there. Oh, yeah. No, I won't then. Um, the soil is rich here. Yeah, that could be that'd be a good metaphor maybe, for a lot of things. Give it some thought, eh? No. Settled on it now. That's it. Get that, get into that in the wheel. Get that just going to type it into my wheel. <laughs> Which is on the back of a fag packet. I'm sure it'll still be honoured. Well, it's not like there's... It's not like I've got... Like loads of people <laughs> desperate to get hold of my, or desperate to clear out my um, bachelor's grief flat. <laughs> <laughs> just goes to my mum, and then she'll just say to my friends, uh, "Is there anything you want to remember him by?" No, all right. I'll just, <laughs> I'll, um, I'll, I'll sell the TV, and that'll probably pay for a house clearance firm. <laughs> well, someone down the tip might. Yeah, sometimes it might find some use out of my stuff. Who knows? <laughs> Just leave the door open and say, take what you want. Yeah. And including my embalmed corpse. Yeah. If you want to embalm this corpse, please feel free. <laughs> are, there, do, are there any, does he have any organs that you might want? <laughs> They've gone a little squishy by now, but. Yeah, probably be all right. Be fine. Beggars can't be choosers. Give them to your pets. So, so that's so you know. So, so we do. Is there more know, of a story behind it than that? They, well, they're set, we, haven't even, we haven't even got to this. We haven't even got to it yet. So, La Pascalita, This is a Mexican tourist attraction, and people are wondering whether it's a mannequin or a corpse that's being used as one. Mm. So, what you have, it's in a it's in a bridal uh, shop in uh, Chihuahua in Mexico, <laughs> and which has an incredibly lifelike store mannequin. Right, incredibly well. I mean, I'm, I'm taking these this uh, face value. We'll talk about the photographs in a minute. So yeah, I'm looking at the picture now. The face is astonishingly expressive, complete with thick eyelashes and a glassy eyes gaze. Hands constructed <laughs> with painstaking detail, and the legs even have varicose veins. You know, so right. not like your not like your stool mannequin that you'd see, you know, in, no. in ancient Egypt or. Um, <laughs> or, in a, or in a department store, which is just kind of like, you know, just doesn't really look particularly human, just a, a rough shape to drape clothes around. Um, so it's dressed in, a, in an elaborate wedding dress, but mm-hmm. that's the, only the second thing that most passers-by will take note of. I mean, that's unsurprising considering it's, it's wearing wedding dress and the shop sells wedding dresses. That's, that doesn't... <clears throat> don't know why that would be weird. <laughs> So no, but it's it's the eerily realistic features. So the hands, especially, mm. are noted as being particularly realistic. Um, so she first first appeared in the window of a, the bridal store in 1930. The locals were supposedly immediately struck. Supposedly, there you go. Immediately struck not only by the mannequin's lifelike appearance, but by the close resemblance she bore to the daughter of the shop owner, Pascualo Esperanza. The hands are kind of very details. The hands are very detailed. So, yeah, we get, get on there. To, so, I mean, I'm know. not saying that you couldn't... I mean, like, you look at some of, like, 
wooden sort of carvings of the Renaissance and stuff, and they are as realistic as this. Um, but you do wonder why someone in Chihuahua decided is... to go down this route. So, yeah, it is interesting. And uh, the fact that it looks so much like his daughter as well. Now, the one thing I'll say, I don't know if you've ever been down Madame Tussauds, Chris. I have, yeah. It's really boring. Yeah. But they are they are incredibly realistic. Those, those yeah, sort of wax but, with dummies. Yeah, they're wax, though, aren't they, rather yeah. than carved. Um, I don't think this face is that realistic, if I'm being honest. I went to Madame Tussauds when I was a kid, and it was quite realistic. I went probably about seven or eight years back because a company I was working for took us for, a, I don't know, like a day trip up to Madame Tussauds, our team. What a bizarre like, thing to do. Well, the team voted for it, and they voted for that. I I didn't. I voted for just, like, go stay in the office. Um, (laughs) no I didn't but yeah so we went out to Madame Tussauds and it's really gone to it feels like it's really gone to seed like um, like all like there's no kind of the 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 waxworks look like they've had better days and also they don't really stop people from like fucking around with them and stuff, so like all the hair's a bit weird and like out of well, place. Well, I would imagine that literally everyone's just doing selfies with them these days. Uh, yeah, I tell you what, Sean Connery's tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah ish. But I tell you who's who's very tall. He's he's me tall. Is Big John Wayne? He's the same height as me. Yeah, six three, six four. Watch yeah. it. <laughs> Don't take don't take my inch. Um, no, but he's, he's you know he doesn't. I don't ever really think of him as. I think I just think of him as looking old rather than particularly big. No, I think yeah, he'd be quite tall. He's quite tall and quite broad, wasn't he? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's a big lad. He used to be a stuntman, didn't he? I think when he started out with John Ford, he was doing stunts and like stagecoach and stuff. I think that's where he started. Big people better for doing stunts. What's that? Are big people better for doing stunts? I would have thought so. No, fair enough, I guess. Jackie Chan's the best at doing stunts, and he's not 6'4". I mean, he might be. I don't know. I don't know how tall Jackie Chan is. Is Jackie Chan 6'4"? Seems unlikely. Yeah. I'm I'm assuming not. I really don't know. (laughs) He's actually massive. Yeah, Um, fair point. I don't... Yeah, you wouldn't need to be particularly tall to be a stuntman. I don't know why. I was just thinking because it's quite physical activity, but yeah. Yeah, I guess it depends on the kinds of stunts, doesn't it? So, kind of picking stuff up off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it's anything where you're being flung anywhere, then you don't... The less mass, the better, really, you would think. But they didn't really do that, did they? What did they do? Like, just I, I think, you know, back in, like, 30s... Getting thrown through a window or something. Whatever, it was just like, you know, a, a number of deaths were fair enough, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably could have done that. I'll just get another one in. Yeah, I think if I was, by accident of birth, born... In America, in the at the turn of the century, I think my two jobs would have been either stuntman or dock worker. I would think, because of my size and Irish descent, probably yep. dock worker. Yeah, get nice and corrupt. Yeah, I would be a corrupt union official. Yeah, get involved with the white hands or whatever they were called. Whatever, yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah, get into fights with the Italians. Beautiful. <laughs> Retire and start informing McCarthy. <laughs> Just instantly. Playing both instant. sides for as much money as I can get. Instant turncoat. Turn get killed within 10 minutes. 
<laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> hey, I was just a poor boy from Brooklyn. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the hands are very realistic. Well, I think, I I think, think. what is clear, though, I mean, regardless of whether you think that this is an embalmed corpse... I haven't or, heard enough or, to decide yet. Or a, ...or a mannequin... The fact that it looks so much like his daughter apparently is is a bit weird. So she, so his daughter was preparing to be married when she was tragically bitten by a black widow spider, succumbed to its poison on her wedding day. Tragic. Wow. And it wasn't long after her death. Too late. Too late to cancel the caterers then. <laughs> <laughs> and the band. Yeah, the mariachi band were in tears. I would imagine. And we still get paid. So that's the thing is, you, you could keep it all around for the funeral, I guess, but you can't really have a... Uh, really quick happen? funeral. Could quick you change clothes. Yeah. Well, you know, in those days you've got to be, haven't you? Right, it was going to be a wedding, but it's a funeral now. You've got to be pragmatic with the death rates. Really. We've already got the priest. Yeah, exactly, there's a priest here. Let's, Let's take a hole. Let's turn it into a funeral. But I was just thinking, you know, could you... Could you, you wouldn't really want a mariachi band at your funeral, would you? Or would you? I don't know. Well, you'd be dead, so who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter, does it? Well, I mean, like they could... Music, mariachi band. I always think of mariachi as being like jolly, do you know what I mean? I don't know. But I guess that what you could do is get them to do what they call it, second the second line, which is what they do in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Where they kind of, they call it the second line. So when they're taking the corpse or whatever, they have really cheerful music and have a dance. You could do that with a mariachi band, couldn't you? I'm not sure that heavily Catholic, like, 1930s Spain had necessarily the same sensibilities as New Orleans. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, less voodoo, sadly. But, um, you know, could do that. I mean, mean, an alternative would be just to put an eerily lifelike mannequin that looks like your daughter in your shop. So, you know, or is your daughter another way to, or indeed possibly is the perfectly preserved body of the unlucky would-be bride mm. so over the years customers have claimed that the eyes follow them as they walk around the store they've, they've turned around to find her suddenly in a different position Bollocks. and her presence mm. is rumoured to even unnerve some of the shop workers with one claiming every time near I, I go near Pasqualita my hands break out in a sweat her hands are very realistic and she even has varicose veins on her legs I believe she's a real person. Quite superstitious people, I would imagine, in Chihuahua. Well, Do you think? think? All those tiny dogs running around, I would imagine. <laughs> like anyone's superstitious. <laughs> Good Lord, um, that can't be a real thing. It's like a rat and a dog mixed together. Oh, they're all right. Um, what were they? Were they just bred to be small or were they for, like, getting rats and stuff? Probably that. No idea. I would imagine it's probably more of those ones that they just, you know, you have with like the the pedigree um, sort of cats and dogs, and yeah. like some of these pedigrees actually, it's quite quite horrible because they uh, there's one I think it, is it an English bulldog or something like that, but it's yeah, you know, they can't the one breed, that, basically, yeah, exactly. The, the, the folds on their skin are so um, mm. it's you know they they're actually sort of like constantly having difficulty breathing. Um, yeah, a lot of pedigrees have bad health issues, don't they? Yeah, even like. Um, Labradors like get terrible, um, like joints. They get like arthritis and stuff quite a lot. Yeah, well, it turns out all of that stuff about purity of genes and stuff. Everyone was so keen on the thirties with a load of bollocks. 
Yeah, because all you're doing is inbreeding kind of quite bad diseases. But yeah, or do you know inherited genetic traits? That just enough. Yeah. Anyway, um, so another local legend claims that La Pescadita is indeed just a mannequin, or at least started out that way. According Ooh. to this version of the story, a visiting French magician became so enchanted. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a French magician, that's great. Became, Bonjour! So... <laughs> ah, c'est magique. Voilà. There's our French impression for you. A visiting magician became so entranced by the bridal mannequin. Oui, even... Le mannequin? <laughs> le mannequin, c'est là. <laughs> became oh. so became so entranced by the bridal mannequin that he would visit her window every night and bring her to life, dancing with her and bringing her around town before returning her to the storefront each morning. Uh, I mean, you know... So this is either my, the Where my gutter of a mind has gone here. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like time adventures. I mean... It, what was the it, name of the... Um... Was it the name of the like that they had to destroy that statue in ancient Rome or Greece because was it Pygma- kept... Pygmalion or something? Um, yeah, yeah, there was an artist supposedly who um, yeah created a statue so perfect he fell in love with it or something. Well, there was a statue where people kept relieving themselves um, manfully on the statue because it was so beautiful. <laughs> of course, they didn't have the internet, did they? Well, they didn't know. I think it was a, a, maybe of a theme or something. Don't know. Are you looking it up? <laughs> Just tucking that one away for later. <laughs> Do I need to give you a minute? Yeah. <laughs> she should take five. Won't take longer than that. Um, so whatever her true origin, she's become a local legend in her own right over the decades. Right. Um, the so, if, her... so at the moment, we've got the Ixi embalmed corpse of his daughter. It's just a statue or a French magician we're made play, her come to life. three possibilities. There's yeah. an eerily lifelike mannequin in a shop in Chihuahua that you can go and see for yourself, um, yeah. which is kind of quite quite impressively detailed, but in some ways yeah, not that And much. it does look like his daughter. Yeah, and it look, apparently looks like his daughter, although I don't know exactly how he confirmed that. So, well, there's a picture of her. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, fair enough. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so it looks like it looks like his dead daughter, which is a bit weird. Um, but I mean, but, it could be one of those things where, like, people are really racked with grief, and he asked someone to make a statue to look like his daughter. Do you think he didn't even realise? It's like <laughs> like his best mate comes in, and he's like, "Oh fucking hell!" And he's like, um, "Yeah, this is awkward." I have to raise this, but um, that looks eerily like you know Pascalito. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, it doesn't. I don't say it. We, we, you, yeah, you look like Pascalita. Yeah. <laughs> I think, oh, you've, you're the one with the problem, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> don't put that on me. What are you accusing me of? What's going on? Yeah, so again, we're playing with, with, with three hit theories here. So you, you go into, um, you know, you can take, go into the shop in Chihuahua, Mexico, and there's this incredibly yeah. lifelike mannequin. Now, mm-hmm. one of the three possibilities open themselves up for us that we can, we can think here, Chris. One... It's an incredibly that's life-like a good mannequin. mannequin. Yeah. yeah. Two, that's the embalmed corpse of his daughter, yeah. which he somehow managed to preserve in the heat of Chihuahua um, for background years without any real embalming skills. And, you know, with technology that doesn't exist at this point, but, you know, could be. 
or, and it is my favourite, <laughs> for a French magician, <laughs> like to turn the <laughs> into a real person <laughs> and go out dancing of a night. Well, I'm sure was in, incredibly appropriate in all of his relations with the. Uh... Yeah. yeah, I'm not actually sure what number what, what number three actually tells us. I don't. I like the, I like the legend. It's a cracking one, especially you know it's a magician. Isn't it? I mean, it's not bad. It. Not a bad looking mannequin, to be honest. If you're gonna if you're gonna turn a mannequin into you know, yeah. Then it, you know that probably. <laughs> if you're gonna steal a mannequin, if you're gonna try and steal a mannequin and have sex with it, you, you know, know that's the one you go. It's not bad. And already, already in a bridal gown, so you know. So, so, so you've got so there's that kind of naughty side to it. Oh, he's just about to be married. I'm just thinking. <laughs> do you think you know he he studied this really arcane form of magic that lets you turn mannequins like into live people? Yeah, like a yeah, something like that. Um, but like then, a bit of scripture in its mouth yeah. so he's like you know been, been been really intensely studying for 30 years all of this stuff but uh he's just been going around he's sort of just look you know just none, none, of the, none of the other mannequins made the cut and he and he, he did try madame to swords but they're whacked he traveled everywhere just melted <laughs> under the heat passion tried lenin <laughs> tried lenin got, got went to the gulag for a while <laughs> i'll be honest with you lenin was very a one-note conversationalist just all about the proletariat. So I'm like, you know, taking you out for dinner. Oh. Can we not, can we, can we <laughs> not spoil it with talk about the proletariat? <laughs> I wanted a girlfriend experience here, Lenin. Yeah. <laughs> you could at least keep the wig on. <laughs> um, Confessions of a Funeral Director. Sounds like a saucy 60s film, doesn't it? It, it sounds like one of those. <laughs> what that was it Robin Asquith or something? He used to star in all those yeah. terrible movies. I've never seen any of them, but... Uh, yeah, back before Confessions of a Funeral Director, Working at the Crossroads of Life and Death. So um, I've got uh, a little article here. Should I give it a give it a little readout? I'm just going to I'm just going to leave you with a final paragraph of this story. Oh, so, it does seem improbable that an embalmed corpse could remain completely intact in the Mexican heat over the course of eight decades. Agreed. <laughs> but the current owner seems to know that. That, you know, at least it's good for business. When asked the truth about the famous mannequin in his storefront, he simply winked and replied, "Is it true? I really couldn't say." Don't worry about it, pussycat. Yeah, it's like um, like having like um, a bit of toast that looks like Jesus or something, and it gets loads I'll of people to come, with you, my come to your calf. Been, No, of course it fucking isn't. Don't be such a twat. Yeah. No, you wouldn't do that. And that's and probably that's the only I'm, way that's that writing articles about me in this. In that's the, what would have like been that's probably keeping his business going, isn't it? Really. So uh, this yeah, is from, you just get a lot of people just want to come around and gawp at the potential corpse, wouldn't you? Rather than buying wedding dresses, I think I would. I would. Bride to I would off. go outside like a black-eyed child with a pan and ask them to put a bit of money in the pan. Uh, or yeah. charge for photos. I don't know. If, if I was if I was bride to be, I, that would that would that would ruin my my special day. I'll tell you what. Going out to pick out my wedding dress, and there's just a load of weird people staring at a mannequin, wondering if it's a corpse. Well, I mean, if you look at the background of this picture, the wedding dresses seem to be very very vibrant pink or blue in the shop anyway. So, um, I don't know. Is that the style in Mexico? It could be. I'm telling you. So, uh, La Pascualita, or Little Pascula, is a bridal mannequin that has lived in a store window, da da da, 75 years. 
Here's the photos. Right, what's this? Um, so here is here's this guy's thoughts. Who is a uh, what does I say? Funeral director. Uh, confessions of a funeral director. Cool. <laughs> 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 oh, don't get many of those in the pans. Oh, saucy. And out in the drawer. <laughs> oh no, I've lost the corpse. Well, you've got clammy hands, Doctor. <laughs> Hang on a minute, you're not Doctor. <laughs> Hang on a minute, you're oh. not dead. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, here are the thoughts of the uh, 1970s bawdy funeral director. Yeah. <laughs> Embalming. We've seen Lenin and other famous corpse, uh, corpses last for years upon years, but... Their bodies have been meticulously cared for by people in the know. Taps nose. Sure, an embalmed body might last a couple of years, but for it to be kept in pristine condition, it would have to be continuously cared for by people with some degree of technical skill. If La Pasqualita is a corpse, 75 years is an impossibly long time for it to remain in such good condition. Climate, so he's confirming a lot of your stuff here. Uh, a consideration of the longevity of an embalmed corpse is the climate it's in. If it's in a dry, arid environment, it has a longer chance of lasting. For example, the Egyptian mummies. Uh, La Pasquilita is located in Chihuahua, Mexico, which lies on the western side of the Ch- Chihuahuan Desert uh, eco-region and has such a semi-arid climate. Moisture is the kryptonite of an embalmed corpse. In fact, La Pasquilita exists in a semi-arid environment does not help the argument that it's an embalmed corpse. Well, doesn't it? He said it's quite arid. Yeah. Well, he's going, oh, if it's in a really... If it was in like a desert. He said if it's in a dry, arid environment, then it's got a chance of lasting longer. For example, the Egyptian mummies. And he's saying because this is a semi-arid climate... But the Egyptian mummies are three, four thousand years. It's hot, yeah, but know, with, but... with moisture in the air, isn't it? Yeah, but the Egyptian be... mummies are four thousand years old. This is less than a hundred years old. Yeah, but they're not looking particularly lifelike these days, are they? <laughs> Don't know. Been to Winchester. Wee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the hands. If La Pasquita is a wax mannequin or any type, other type of mannequin, the hands just too intricate. So he's. Facial features, when you embalm a person hard through the flesh, oh, thoroughly flush them with strong embalming fluid. The lips and eyelids will noticeably dry out. They will start to act like pieces of beef joiky. It's in all the moisture will leave the tissue, leaving them shrunken and wrinkled. If the pasqualita is embalmed, the facial features would probably be noticeably dried out. The face simply looks too supple. Oh, sounds like he's fair. Uh, Falling in love with it here. Confessions, the old confessions of a funeral director guy here. Of course, the drying out could be fixed with the right kind of cosmetic, uh, cosmeticology wax. So you need word for me. Some, yeah, some paint. Yeah, just yeah, just fucking stick a bit like plasticine on it. Yeah, whatever. My conclusion, I doubt it's a corpse. It simply looks too good to be 75-year-old embalming job. The corpse is... If the corpse is meticulously maintained, I suppose it's possible, especially in a semi-arid environment, but highly unlikely. 
Honestly, though, those hands are the mystery to me. They look too real. Oh, so inconclusive from our uh, raunchy friends. The hands do look very realistic because I don't think the face looks particularly realistic at all. But you know, hey, maybe, maybe that is due to the, some cosmetology. But um, yeah, maybe it's a real hands. <laughs> well, this is, this is my thought earlier. Yeah, maybe maybe you the hands off. Just, yeah, <laughs> so they just preserve the hands so much easier. Because they're not looking too uh, too great. No. Maybe it's just a bit of a shabby um, mannequin. It is, it is a ninety year old mannequin, to be fair. Is there um, is there any theories around? So uh, you well, know, the maybe when the French physician used to wake her up. There's just a lot of hand stuff. It's been more actively used <laughs> than the rest. I don't know. It's why I look worn out. Um, is there a chance that it could they could have Madame Two Swords? style waxed the corpse of the dead woman and used that done that i mean do we know it doesn't even say what is it made of wax made of yeah well we don't know do we so yeah it could just be an incredibly lifelike i mean the thing is most but it could be it could be looking for lifelike you know no but i mean you could you know you could um what is it not theoretically you could, I mean, it could be believable that someone who's, I don't know, who's, who's very distraught would make a cast of their past loved one's face to be preserved forever. I mean, that's it's possible. I mean, it's, you know, it's not probably something I'd do, but, you know, people, um, you know, stuff their pets after they die, don't they? Yeah, so. Yeah. If he wants to stuff his daughter and shove her in the shop window, who are we to judge? How does that know? Exactly. He didn't, he didn't it's not like, we, have, it's not like we haven't made mistakes, is it? <laughs> um, don't like it, you can go and buy your wedding dress elsewhere, frankly. <laughs> frankly like it. So we don't know. So no one's... Most of the cats right here, don't they? Leave convinced that she's a mum rather than So I don't know. Um... Chris, 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 hang on a second. Hang Neil, on. Neil, Neil. How how do you explain the fact that numerous people going into the shop have seen her eyes turn to look at them and her move position? Um, that a lot of. I mean, there's there's two. I two mean, ways the corpse doesn't explain that either. Just to be clear, <laughs> <laughs> but the French tradition theory does. So I like that. So there's so there's three or four explanations. So, it is the, the French, French magician has brought it to life. Yeah. Just briefly. He likes to fucking briefly. Brought, brought it to life. Move to um, the right, two inches. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, presumably, he's passed away now. So, he can't still be controlling it, but maybe it's got some... Well, a, a man with the power to bring a mannequin to life, he could be immortal. Almost certainly. He's Indeed. probably had a hand in most of history's big events, hasn't he? I would imagine so. <laughs> <laughs> that one of those things from that fringe of the observers. Yeah. Yeah, or like the, the Highlanders. Nobody will get. Or, yeah, no, actually, that's a better reference to Highlanders, yeah. <laughs> um, I believe Conor McLeod assassinated JFK, didn't he? Probably. That would, so that would have been a better Highlander, too. <laughs> would anyone listen? No. Make them aliens, they said. It's a, it's a mistake, I said, but fair enough. More cocaine <laughs> to the producer. Don't mind if I do. So, right, so, right, that's a French one, sure. 
Um, there, the second one is that people sometimes see what they want to see, <laughs> and in a very superstitious environment, people might think they see something out the corner of their eye. That's the second one, sort of. Um, they're sort of projecting movement. Do you, do you think whether it's witnesses could have just been making this up. That was my third. My third one was that people are saying it for attention. <laughs> so um, just for a laugh, or just yeah. Well, but getting a laugh is a form of getting attention, well, isn't it? I mean, it's one which I've um, which I've certainly used throughout my life as a form to get attention. That or tantrums, obviously, massive hissy fits. Um, so like I me. think, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's probably two. I think people have heard about it, they believe it because they believe that that kind of stuff can happen because they've sort of got a big mixture of sort of religious Catholicism, but also mm-hmm. there's still the um, beliefs of the um, native people of the land, the native Indian people. So I think they think that that kind of stuff can happen, and I think because of that, their imagination makes makes it happen. So I think that. So what what I'm hearing, Chris, is we're not completely ruling out the um, immortal French magician theory. Can't rule it out. Yeah, can't rule it out, Neil. Nothing, you know, prove that it isn't that. <laughs> prove it's not. Prove it's not. No way to do that. Um, so. <laughs> Let's have a look. Is there anything else about this uh, crazy mummy? I mean, there's 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 not much to it. it there's effectively, um, you know, a, a shop owner probably, as you say, in his grief, made a mannequin that looked very much like his daughter about ninety years ago, and then some idiots thought it was her embalmed corpse. And then, okay, I could imagine, like, you know, for for a few years after the fact, you could maybe go, "Oh, that is eerily lifelike." Maybe, you know... These things tend to snowball, don't they? Exactly, yeah. But the fact that we're still believing it, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it... I'm looking at some more close-up photos, and it... Yeah, I don't think that's an embalmed corpse, if I'm honest. The hands are very realistic, very odd. So that's that's interesting, but... uh, but no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't lend me to believe. Uh, it. Yeah, no. Do you know what? Like that? No, I'm changing my mind again. Like the hands are very real. Yeah. Like it's got what do you call them? You know, your hands have got all the um, like the your skin isn't smooth. Like that. Yeah. You know, your skin's kind of got like I don't know, like little patterns on it. Yeah. I guess. Like sort of. Mine tend to be kind of diamond patterns or square, sort of like cross. Crisscross. Um, Underrated band. Crisscross. Yeah. I think we should yeah. bring back Make the jump. Um, jump. But the hands have got have got all that. The hands have got all that, and the, yeah, no, the an obsessive attention to detail for creating it. As I say, you wouldn't. That's not a, that, like no one's carved that. That's that's a mold or something minimum, if not real hands. Right, but the skin on the head doesn't have all the. Crisscross and stuff. No, that crisscross patterns doesn't look that 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 lifelike to me. But then I've not seen it. I'm going off of some photos that I've seen. Are we going to have to go to Mexico and check this out? Think, Maybe take yeah. her out for a drink. I think I'm, I'm going exactly. 
I think I think I'll I'll go hunting for French magicians and uh, you go and you go and look at the you, you look at you, you you go and hang around in the store and uh, and see if you see if see if she moves around. She will if I'm there. Oh, I'm cutting out. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm probably not. <laughs> it's the more crude variant of that joke that you've probably already made three times. Yeah, so I don't know. That's um, that's a, so it's a weird one for me. I think the face doesn't look like. I mean, it's a realistic mannequin face but it does look like a mannequin face it doesn't have any lines or anything mm. on it or any kind of paws or stuff like that whereas the hands do you can see why some of the rumors have spread around can't you says I, I imagine i'm gonna start spreading them yeah because yeah you know what why, why would somebody create something so lifelike looking say maybe just done in, in real grief for his daughter perhaps not what he's doing just kind of uh yeah some sort of tribute yeah so what are the debunkers saying? We've already heard confession for funeral director who failed to debunk it and said, oh, it's weird. Well, again, he was like, well, but, yeah, but look at those hands. Yeah, it is the hands. The hands are the thing, aren't they? And varicose veins on the legs. Why would you put that detail in? Just um, because they didn't believe in holding up unrealistic beauty standards. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful stuff, wax dead daughter. <laughs> Alman, next. Neil, Neil, are you, are you with me, Neil? Sorry, no, I was just thinking about trepanning. <laughs> uh, Neil, you're you're, really you're driving. You're, you're driving this. Oh, fucking hell! All right, go on. You're right, Miss. You're right, Mister Button. I'm trying to get this moving. Um. Oh, here we go. Oh, you've had you had enough yet? Or are you going to talk over me again? Yeah. Good. You're going to fucking do it, aren't you? Yeah, of Anyway, uh, so this episode... What's it about, Chris? Tell us. What's it about? Oh, oh, or am I telling us? Yeah? Go on. Okay, carry good. on. You, want, yeah. you, you know what? You, you want yeah. to be Billy Big Bollocks and drive the episode. You're more than welcome, so I'll just sit here and make pity comments That's over the top fine. of Let's you. Let's do that, then. Yeah, do so, it, then. Yeah, so... Chris, this week, we're going to talk about the Cornish... No, we're going to talk about Neil. Or the old man of Mornham. I didn't hear what you said, sorry. Did you not? Would you like me no. to repeat it? Can if you want. Yeah? Okay, so this week we're going to be talking about the Cornish Owl Man, or the Owl Man of Mornan. Right. Right? Okay, doke. So, this is... Uh, well, you're going, to, you're going to guess the location, obviously, to the Cornish Owl Man, but um, this is an owl. Devon. Was that? Devon. Devon, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I don't know why they've named him the Cornish Owl Man because he's mostly just hovering around. Um, I'm trying to think of any villages in Devon. I can't. Um, the thing, so I so what I noticed because I was looking for a, for a good British mystery mm. earlier, and they very much seem to come. Or the the vast majority it's down the southwest, from, isn't it? A lot south, southwest, southwest, and East Anglia. So the least populated area. Well, I wouldn't say that because like Yorkshire Moors and stuff are very unpopulated, and the Highlands and stuff. So I don't know what it is about East Anglia and, I mean, the Southwest has always been sort of the, the um, hub of vortexes in the UK, hasn't it? 
And it was very much, it was its own kingdom prior to, you've got, you know, back in the Dark Ages. You've got your and it was like all like the Druids and Celtic kind of culture down there. So that's, as the Angles and Saxons moved over England, they kind of like, you know, Celts went into Wales and into um, into Cornwall, didn't they? they speak their own sort of language and all the rest of it. Sort of the Cornish is a bit distinct from British, etc. So there's a, there's a bit of a different culture there. Um They've got have their own bit, but, but yeah, no, there is. I mean, as you say, it seems to be centered around certain areas. And um, well, East Ang, I know that um, East Anglia back in Roman times, and and because of ha- because it's very low lying, it was very uninhabited, and a lot of it was kind of misty marshlands and that kind of stuff. So you wonder if maybe it was kind of. Uh, because it's all, you know, it all got drained and made into farmland. But mm. originally, it was quite in his in his uh, in his. Why can't I say that? Inhospitable. That's it. Sorry, <laughs> had a little brain freeze there. Um, yeah, it was like that. And so, um, yeah, you wonder if that's it. And there's lots of kind of legends around around that area. So I guess it's kind of these mysterious areas where people struggle to get in. You know, they weren't really connected to the rest of the country. I think it's the Cornish trying to keep all of the second homeowners out. It's a <laughs> struggle to get rid of a bunch of down from Londoners um, from invading. I think we need to start coming up with our own urban myths and Brighton to try and assuage you know. Won't happen, will it? A bit too late now, isn't it? Yeah, can't persuade them. <laughs> They're never leaving. And it's, you know, and it's, it's only an hour on the train. Although I've heard it's, I mean, in Cornwall, it's terrible as well, the way some of the locals get treated. As well. I mean, you know, a lot of them still, you know, the, people come down and buy some picturesque sort of cottage in a fishing village. And then going out and, like, vandalising boats and stuff. So I'd be making up our man as well. Yeah, no, apparently this is the thing. There's one of, I can't remember where their village was, but there was a bit of spate. Of, Are you sure about this? I'll look it up and I'll send it to you. But there was a spate of attacks, and they reckon it must be, because why would the locals do it? But there was a spate of attacks on people's boats down in this fishing village in Cornwall. Well, that sounds that sounds like there's no evidence there at all. Like, I mean, it could just be a disgruntled Cornish teenager, yeah, well, that, couldn't it? Yeah, no. I mean, they do, it's, they do. They do have teenagers. I mean, you know, you say kind of, you know, that's the whole why shit in your back garden thing. But humans are incredibly well known for doing that constantly. You know, why would you if you live on a if you live on a housing estate? Why would you, you know, smash all the swings in and graffiti everywhere? You know, because that just makes the place where you live worse. But people do do it. Oh, I'd have to, yeah, I'll have to go back and look up the details. But um, yeah, that just sounds like more Cornish separatism to me. Oh, obviously, you've you've taken against the, the fine. Well, I'm I'm, I'm pro Cornish here. Good tin mark, good f- people, good pasties. I'm on the fence. You know, I think this sounds like a Cornish false flag operation. Do you? Sponsored by Big Ginster. <laughs> by, the Cornish Liber- by the Cornish Liberation Party. They do want to say the... the rest of us, all of those, like, you know, not particularly authentic pasties to fund this kind of uh, disinformation yeah, campaign. That's it. The money gets money gets funneled in. Yeah. Then you get um the the Cornish biker gangs over in America who send all the guns and stuff over. Funded by (laughs) pasties and tin, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They send pasties and tin over to America. They sell the the pasties out to London and train stations, and then that money gets funnelled 
over the well, Atlantic. My expertise are probably bur- burrowing under our houses, <laughs> leasing our bees into the basements, <laughs> drain our saliva as we sleep. Do you know what they they say that if you live in if you live in London, you're never six foot away from a Cornish tin miner. Yeah. Because they're, they're digging on underneath all of the to destroy all the Victorian sewage network. That's what I've heard. Well, that's what you've heard. If a friend of a friend said it, then I'll heard yeah. it. Then it, you know, as we know, it must be true. Yeah, I heard it from someone in a squat once. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I believe it is we'll true. Evidence. Yeah. So, question marks over the Cornish integrity. That's where I'm starting off. You're you're very pro Cornish um, independence. I'm, I'm, I'm pro. Well, not necessarily independence, but I'm pro the the fine people of Cornwall and their their cream teas and pasties. All right. Well, and, uh, attractive scenic locations. Well, and let's just say Neil. Let's just say Neil. I'm uh, I'm more nuanced than you, and I'm not going to patronise them with the. I think I think there's more there's more to Cornwall than. Cottages and green teas. I'm not saying there's not good and bad in Cornwall. I'm just well. Anyway, look, this is, we're not here to focus on the spot. But I'm no, going to be sharing. You're painting yourself into a corner. I'm going to be sharing information from Cornwall Live, which obviously to you is like some propaganda unit. It's like Breitbart. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the GB News, that new channel they've just come up with. Yeah. Yeah. Funded by Cornish. Cornish funding behind that. I, th- I think Cornish should be more left wing. Um, anyway, black hat actors. <laughs> I'm only going to start getting me to believe in the owl man now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's hear about this owl man. Come native. Right. Get really angry about the order in which you put jam and cream on your scone. Right, come on. Right. Kind of pull it together. You're meant to be driving this episode. Oh, well, well, not, e- not as easy as it looks, is it? Once, uh, that's pretty once easy. The, so, once, once the hot studio lights are on you. So, Cornwall Live, okay. So, a remote church in Cornwall, said to be the home of a half-man, half-owl creature, which has been terrifying locals and holidaymakers since the 1920s. So, St. Mornan and St. Stephen's Church, located about a mile from the village centre of Mornan Smith, it's a peaceful church, surrounded by woods and boasting a breathtaking sea view. But according to Cornish folklore, it's been haunted by human-sized owl with large wings, long claws and glowing eyes for a century. I've got to be honest with you. I thought this was going to be more than 100 years old. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you'd, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Have a bit more of a rich history. But um, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure it even really does go back to the 20s, but we'll get into that. <laughs> um, I, I think that's some, that's some retroactive. I think that is a bit of... Um, Retrofitting. Yeah. You know, they've adjusted it to, to, to give it a bit more... Um, Bit more prosperity, um, prosperity yes. behind it, but um, a bit more of an antecedent. Then, so okay, so the beast is you know known as the Owl Man of Morn and Smith. Yeah. Now here's the thing: the first sighting of the Owl Man was only reported in April 1976. Right. So if it's been terrifying locals and holidaymakers since the twenties. Did it say the first sighting or the first reported sighting? The first sighting of the Owlman was only reported. So the only it was the first reported sighting. Right, there you go. Then you know they can't they they keep it in they house, don't it, they? Yeah, we'll deal with this. Look, our Owlman, yeah. our rules, <laughs> our justice, yeah. Cornish justice for Cornish Owlman. 
<laughs> Look, to be honest with you, it's not a grockle. He keep. <laughs> to be honest with you, he, he's one of us. Yeah. He keeps the he keeps the mice population down, and no one goes to that church anyway because we're all doing druid rituals. So, you know, he's fine. And I'll be honest. With I you, bet it was the least of our worries down here. I bet it was. Yeah. See the other monsters knocking about. Um, I, I bet it was. A, I bet it wasn't a local who reported it as well. Well, well sticking a, sticking their nose in. It wasn't. No, it's two teenage girls that were on holidays with their parents. Oh, here we Morgan go. Smith. They walk down to the old remote church. It's more than a mile from the village centre, so you know. But you're in in middle of little deep Sparkers Cornwall, so you've got to make your fun where you can. Um, yeah, go to a church. And on top of the church tower, they saw what they described as a terrifying bird man with wings and feathers. Story says they were so scared by the sighting that their father decided to put an end to their holidays and leave Cornwall immediately. And he was going to buy a second so, home down there, but he cut that off. <laughs> it sounds like they, they came back from the churchyard pissed and he went, right, we're going home. <laughs> Which in the 70s, they thought, that, yeah, I mean... Would you have the same level of teenage drinking in those days? Maybe. Then yeah. Time. It's not a new. It's not a new phenomenon. I uh, wouldn't have had it in like the fifties and sixties. Well, pff, yes, you Much. would. No. Anyway. Yeah, in cities you do. In inner anyway. cities. In July of the same year, two fourteen-year-old girls decided to go camping in the area, but spotted a giant owl of human size with glowing eyes. Is it always teenage girls? Oh, we'll come on to that. So, at okay. the time, all eyes turned to the village and the discovery made the national headlines, naming the beast the Owlman of Morn and Smith. Now, here's the thing. The Owlman was quickly branded a hoax when people realised that all reports led back to one man, magician and paranormal researcher, Tony Doc Shells. Doc Shells? Yes. Doc, in, Doc in the quotes. Oh, Doc okay. Nickname, right. I guess, um, like the little kid from The Shining. Yeah. Or that Bugs Bunny cartoon. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Okay. I don't know why it's so, called Doc. I don't know if it was like a Gideon McKee no, thing. No, that's kind of a... Bit of pretension. Yeah, that's like a... Bit of provocation he didn't have. Yeah, but Doc, D-O-C, that's like... Yeah. Um, that's an Americanism, yeah, isn't it's it? Yeah, it's just like... like yeah, yeah. Well, I'm the, is it just from Black's Bunny, or is that just like a more general kind of thing? I don't know. No, well, Doc, like... Um, it would be like snake oil salesmen and stuff would have called themselves like William Duck Jansen yeah. or something like that. It's like a little moniker, isn't it? Yeah. So there you go. What did he call himself? Tony Magic Shields. That would have been good. It's up to him, I guess. Um, <clears throat> I don't agree with the decisions, but at the end of the yeah. day, I'll uh, I'll die fighting. I'll die fighting for his right to make them. However, he wants to live his life. Who am I to say that's wrong? Um, Scary teenage girls and that. Yeah, I mean, so he, he was involved behind all of these sightings. So quite what he was doing, hanging around the 14-year-olds, asking about Almen, I don't know. But, we'll, we'll, you know, he's, we'll, we'll come back to... Uh, we'll come back to he's a local character. Well, no, I don't think he was Cornish either, actually. And um, he's quite interesting. He's uh, he's moved off to Ireland now. He's still still knocking about. Um, okay. he's, an art, he's an artist, a magician, paranormal researcher and uh, hoaxer, and, uh, you know, all-round all colourful character. Sounds like um, sounds like kindred spirit. Yeah, I think, I think we, should, we should try and sort of get hold of him, because uh, he also allegedly saw the Loch Ness Monster, and he took a picture of it, which I think they published in the Daily Mirror. I have to be able to track oh. it down, but uh, I don't know if it's that famous one. I think that one predates Probably the 70s. Not. 
Yeah, um, that, was, that was like in the thirties or forties or something. But uh, there was one I know that I think some people actually admitted to sort of making it. Well, they, they came out a few years back. There's there's a, there's quite a famous one, but they admitted they'd sort of made it out of like a basically a, a very liquid bottle was. and a bit of paper mache. <laughs> we just chucked a hoover in. <laughs> yeah, that is messy. <laughs> So he lived in St. Ives for years before moving to Ponzanooth, and he's now left Cornwall for Ireland. Oh, okay, so St. Ives, so he was like Yeah. Sounds like he's on the run. Oh, who knows? Uh, well, St. Ives is a very famous artist enclave, isn't it? Because apparently the light there is very good. Oh, okay, yeah, because he was, he, was, he was an artist. But I don't know if he... Well, there was the whole St. Ives um, school, wasn't there? There was all the artists back in the 40s that lived in St. Ives, and it was a big artist place and they kind of had their own group of artists mm. that did landscapes and stuff over there because of the quality of the light. Oh, yes. You can't get anywhere else. Um, so people have dismissed the claims of there being an owl man haunting the church's yard and its nearby woods, explaining teenagers have probably seen a very big owl if they saw anything at all. Since then, several sightings of the creature have been reported on the internet, however. So it's all centred around this one church. So, you know, our, our owl man, he's got, he's got a preference you're gonna go there. It's things like the uh, when the when the old pandemic comes down a bit more. It's my next uh, holiday. That'll be on the tour. Be my staycation. Yeah, exactly. That canic chase. Mm-hmm. Drawing up a little bit of a list. Obviously, you know, eventually want to take this international. Get to Gilotte yep. and, and all of that. But uh, yeah, for the uh, for now, we'll uh, yeah, Cornwall and Chanuk Case definitely on the list. Well, we want to see Robert the Doll, don't we? Obviously. Oh yeah, we've got to see Robert the Doll and. Um, no, 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 uh, no curses. Ugh. Remember, asking, asking for permission. Point in, what's the point in anything? I didn't ask you. Yeah. <laughs> Robert will sort that out for you. So it's, it's quite a nice, picturesque, if slightly decrepit church. Um, so last year, a ghost hunter from Falmouth claimed that he'd spotted the owl man and his friend got attacked by it. And I've got some video here, Chris. So Mark Davis was in the graveyard with his friend Chris Power, 36, from Manchester. Mark said... There's ley lines which are under the ground near the church, and they give off paranormal activity. There you go, our old friend, the ley lines. There was a hissing in the trees, and you could hear flapping. I heard it go right over my head, and I was shocked. That's when I saw the figure, and it had horns on its head. It was mad. Mad for it. Well, the horns could be its ears, couldn't it? Well, I'm going to show you the... um, Is it just a funny one? I've got some video. Well, no, it's allegedly serious. And he had a meeting. Yeah, but do you remember? But do you remember when we saw the video of the pig man, and it was just someone trying to be funny? Yes. Is it like that? Well, not ostensibly not. They may well be a couple of piss takers hmm. from Manchester. I don't know, but from the, I'll admit, really cursory scan I had looked through it, when I was taking the piss. <laughs> so I'll I'll, I'll show right. you the um, the relevant bits in a second. Um, we'll see. Maybe we can. Maybe we can. Uh, we can share a bit of that, and we, and we can we can share the uh, share the video. What's, what's the video? I'll, I'll come. We'll come to it. In a what's second. the video called? Can you get? What's it called? So that people can look at it if they want. We'll come, we'll come to that in a second. Um, we just want to All finish right. off some of the quotes here because I don't think they actually mention this on the video that they shared. So on the because this this is something I love. So on the meter I had, which picks up electric magnetic energy that we use to detect ghosts. So they've got their yeah. own PKE meter, PME. which is glorious. I was getting conscious replies to my questions for it. 
So they've been down Matlins before it got closed down and bought themselves some mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I don't know, some energy meter. Um, well, they, they basically bought them as stud finder. Yeah, probably. <laughs> or, or possibly invented it themselves, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but they use it to detect ghosts. Apparently, you have got electric magnetic energy. Um, yeah, but you can also use it as some sort of communication device or some sort of paranormal because they're getting conscious replies to their questions through it, so that's good. And anyway, but it was telling them that there was demonic energy and it wasn't safe. My mate got attacked. He had scratches on his arm. His camera broke too. He didn't see anything. He just felt this surge of energy. He didn't realise until about half an hour later when he felt some burning. It's not a place, I would advise, a place I would advise anyone to go there alone. Let's put it that way. Right, but you weren't alone. Maybe that's so that he's saying well, that's, that's what he's why saying. That's why he has to make this backup. Because I tell you what, that right. guy's he's he's got some injuries, but it could have been mm. a lot worse if he hadn't had a spare back could have been a lot worse. Play. He could be a pellet by now, couldn't he? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, he could be a series of tiny pellets <laughs> smattering the church, <laughs> mouldering. I mean, and this is that you know you've got to say to people: if you're going to go out and investigate these things, always bring back up. Don't go, don't go investigating these things by yourself. Ideally, be prepared, be a professional, make sure you've got your own PKE meter so you can look out for ghosts and lay on another phenomenon. Yeah, take, a, take a stud finder, um, a, a thermometer, camera, so you can see if there's any... You've got to get this on YouTube. Camera, GoPro, ideally, yeah. and um, take a baseball bat with a, with um, some nails it, sticking yeah. through it. Yeah, um, what do they call it? A, a, barber's, um, a barman's comb, I yeah. think they call it in Glasgow. Just, just, just let the the local Cornish publican know how you've prepared, and then they'll appreciate that. They'll they'll admire you for your moxie. Yeah, you're just going to go down the church with all of this equipment and this baseball bat with nails in it. They'll they'll respond really well to that. <laughs> so make sure you do that. Um, and if you're like me, always uh, keep a flick knife um, in your shoe. Well, you just, just do that because it looks cool. Well, you actually yeah. want two, one in each back pocket. One's a flick knife. One's a flick comb. Ones a comb, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, as you know, you, for, you can style your greaser haircut that we both. For many years, I've been trying to and being rejected by get into um, the local gang of teddy boys. Yes. So um, I got tired of being a still not Too many mirrors <laughs> on my moped, if anything. Yeah, no, I've just been uh, trying to get because I, I really love rock. Got a bit more of a rough edge, and you can get into psycho then as well, so that's good. Yeah, and I can keep cigarettes in my sleeve. That's yeah. a big plus sign for me. Although cigarettes are very expensive now, so um, I doubt many You're teddy bears can spend so much money on mohair suits, which frankly are too pricey these days. Too hot as well. Yeah. Too hot. I mean, it's um, it's a less the teddy boy look. You've got different looks, haven't you? You can you can you wear can go with a linen um, suit. It's fine. You can go with a linen suit, or or you can just go with. Um, a tight white T-shirt, yeah. um, cigarettes, cigarettes, pair of blue jeans, and, um, and some brothel, brothel creepers, flip my flip comb, um, and uh, brill cream. I hope those you shoes just, have got a high shine on them, Chris. Mm. They have, and I've got steel toe caps in for uh, when things get a bit some, tasty. Some, some people might need a kick in, might not Could be a man. <laughs> Maybe not. Don't know. We'll see. Probably is. Probably is an owl, man. Right, so I'm gonna we're all going down. We're all going down on our one two fives, <laughs> our one two five hardtail bobbers to go and uh, go and uh, kick in the so owl. I'm gonna, I'm gonna share this with you, Chris, and we can we can sort of paste it up, I guess, on Acast or something. But um, I'm not doing I, that. Just tell them the name now. 
if people are interested. Let me share the screen. You disabled it. I haven't disabled anything. Oh, it's not what, what Zoom's telling me. Multiple parts. There we go. I haven't disabled it. I haven't enabled it, though, for different things. Look, if you want to dispute Zoom's terminology, you're welcome to. I don't care. Well, one sounds like an act of aggression by me. Yeah. There you go. So I believe this cheeky little fella. Uh-huh. So I believe this is what we're calling horns. As you say, could be owl ears. Yeah. Well, they're quite long, aren't they? they? Are. It's very blurred. I mean, <laughs> if you're expecting a high resolution. I mean, this looks like it could be from a colonoscopy. There you go. Look, see, there you, there you can see it's a bit more. They've, they've tried to outline it a bit more for you there by making it a different colour. Vaguely humanoid figure with, I mean, it, it looks like the it looks like the tick. It could be Loki, to be honest with you. It could be a lot of different things. Yeah. You know. But hey, oh, is that something it? spooky in a graveyard. Well, no, just wait for it. So that, that's our sighting of the owl, man. Mm. But, but. I'm keeping my powder dry on that. Oh, look at that. Ooh. There's his PKE meter. Look, he's going mental. An absolute mental. There's some real psychic creature in these grounds, in the trees. Is it true? Is the story true? Is there um, something with wings? Yeah. So I don't think that itself? people will be able to hear this. No, they won't. And, so. But here's our last part. Yeah. Look. Uh, a bit there. Oh, hang on. No, he's, he's had a bruising from something. And those look Owlman's scratches to me. <laughs> Are they or is that just makeup? Ghost hunting. No, that can be a dangerous way to tell, is there? That looks that looks real to me. I'll give him this. Here's the injuries to Chris. Yep. He's just fallen over. Could be a makeup (laughs) job, could be. Yeah, Yeah, difficult to tell, isn't it? I mean you you can you can never be sure, can you? Any any of these things can be um can be made up. Absolutely. That's uh so there's some, there's, there's some, but there is some, um, you know, but there is some visible evidence. You there's something there. So this is on a site called Newsflare. Um, and I'm just going to, to shout out. So you'll want to search for, I caught the infamous Cornwall Owlman on video. It's, uh, I'll give a shout out to the, the user. It's a, I don't know if he's pronounced it. Mark, I think. It's been uploading videos since 2019 when he put this up. Put this up on 22nd of August 2019. Well, that's quite low res considering 2019. Yeah, I mean, it was it was dark, I guess, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was quite jumpy as well. Well, he's scared. He's sharing I mean... a churchyard with an owl man. <laughs> no, when I say when I say jumpy, I mean four frames a second. Seven twenty p. Well, I mean, you know. So anyway, yeah. well, I mean, what I would say is ha- have a look, but um, keep your expectations um, in check. But, but you know, but, but, but hey, there's there there is some there's some video evidence there. You know, you may not find it compelling yeah. evidence, but you know, nonetheless, you have to weigh all of these things up. There is something. And, you know, what they've had to do. So what what they've done there really is um, that the reason the images I showed you were quite grainy and kind of skippy. What they've done there is slowed down and um, and enhanced the picture. I believe they use the Blade Runner video technology to do that. Um, <laughs> Because, yeah, because it, it was very much in the background. He was just sort of talking. It was only after he'd kind of uh, gone back to analyse the footage, it would seem, that they noticed that he the Owlman was there. I presume wow. this was after his mate got mullered by the Owlman. Yeah, and his mate said that he didn't see anything. No. He just so felt himself... I'm not sure it is an Owlman. We don't, we don't know, but, you know. 
No, but, could have been goals. But if you're going to look for the arrow man, that's where you go to that particular churchyard. So you know, well, I'm up to I'm up to going down there at some point. There, nice. Some camcorders, and one of them got tacked. You know, and uh, you know, he's got some footage. Judge with it, judge it how you will. Okay. So is there is is that all we have on the arrow man, or is there is there any more stuff? So I think that's largely it. I'm going to sort of, I think you've basically got those two sightings in the 70s. Um, yeah. I'm not really seeing... By the Irish, by the, by the magician. Yeah, we, we can, we'll come back to a little bit. Oh, actually, no, sorry. There's, there's, a, there's a bit more here on the Cornwall live sites. We'll just have a look. So the spooky tale, so, you know, they basically, um, they referenced that video. So that, that was the sort of, you've got those two stories in the 70s. There's that video that came up. Um, so, you know, clearly the creepy tale has kind of come out here. Um, but yet in Cornwall, a bit like with the hairy hands in Devon, the spooky tale of the Owlman seems mm. to have long been forgotten in Morland Smith. Now, although many Cornish people still remember the story, they've done some research for us, Cornwall Life, got some people down on the ground, which is good, and decided to drive down to the small village to find out more, and they they hadn't heard its name for many, many years. Many moons. But the place is still quite spooky. A gate leading to the churchyard mm. shows a dramatic-looking inscription, actually in Cornish. Dathimi Messi Thedu, the porch reads. I'm going to assume it's how you pronounce that. It's good to draw nigh to the Lord. I mean, that's the sort of thing you put on a church, to be fair. Um, and if you look at the church door, there's a series of what they call worrying hand marks on the back door of the church. Ooh. Could these be terrified people scraping on the door while the Alman attacks them? Probably not, but... How old do we know how old the church is? It's a 13th century church. So yeah, nearly 800 years old. Yeah, so it could be it could just be people people were 800 people were in there when other people came to attack. You know, like people used to hide in churches if if people were invading or whatever. I don't think those have la- would have lasted that long. So these are just literally it's just like some dirt on oh, the Oh, it's door. not like scratches and stuff. No, 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 no. This is just literally like um, it, it, it's yeah, just like fingers sort of like crawling right. down um, on the door. You, again, you can see this at Cornwall Live um, if you look up. They they've interpreted that as finger things. It could, frankly, could have been kids playing yeah. on the door, just you know, just making some noises. Very much. I don't know if you've used this, Chris. You're bored on the bus on the yeah. way to school. Breathe on the window when it's cold, and then play lots of crosses. I kept us amused yeah, for a while. Of course, we didn't have mobile phones back then, so, you know, simpler times. Yeah, couldn't play Snake. <laughs> the, the most up-to-date. There's, there's, there's a reference that's still 20 years out of date as well, but yeah. Okay, so so they've gone down and they've done some investigation themselves, and they've been going out and speaking to the local population as well. And this is intriguing, Chris, and this is where it points Ooh. to, you know, there, there's some there's some real signs of something going on. There ain't so, no, there ain't no there, old man here, and there never was. Bang! Yeah, it's like that guy. You shouldn't come yeah. around here. Not for the long time. I've got impression. That's pretty good. <laughs> like, like in every horror movie where there's the terrifying person on the road who who tells you yeah. to get out and not come back. You want to turn on to your heels and get out of there. there. You want you to get killed with always. You'll end up. You'll end up as pellets. <laughs> yeah, you don't know all that. All that I'm on a day. It's, you know, he's not like one of your saliva drinking fellows that just, you know, makes you a bit dehydrated. Probably he's, he's, not like, he's not like one of, your, one of your big city rooster reptiles. The drinking saliva. He'll eat you and scratch you up. 
<laughs> now, there are no signs anywhere in the village or at the church mentioning the Owlman. Isn't that suspicious, Chris? <laughs> the Cornish legends, including the Beast of Bobman, are quite popular. They decided to ask a local who was living at the village at the time while the tale sank into oblivion. She said, I haven't heard it mentioned for years and years, since it first happened, actually. It was a media event at the time. People were scared to go to the church afterwards. The old man looked quite menacing from the pictures and drawings made by the girls involved. I don't want to see him, thank you very much. Mm. White lady. <laughs> if you please. The spooky woods behind the church are said to be another place where the old man was spotted yeah. in the past. And she explained that the reason why the old man is not a popular story in the village is because the population has changed a lot oh, since the original reports. There you oh, go. There we go. Brockles. Fucking brockles. The older people have passed away or left, and we've had a lot of newcomers Ugh. in the village who wouldn't know about it, don't even know about a fucking Ugh, hour, You would have man. thought that would be something the estate That's agents would tell you. That, that, that should, that should, isn't that le- something that you should legally disclose? <laughs> During, yeah. When you're exchanging, <laughs> exchanging contracts. There's a lot of history going on up in there. There are more things that going on than what meets the eye. A member of my family heard spooky noises from a tree, although there was no wind. Yeah, imagine that. So these ley lines, there's a lot of shit going on. And here's the capper. My husband and I also saw a very strange robin flying straight into a grave. Yeah, not quite a terrifying. Into the gravestone, like as in it hit it, or it went down into the grave. Well, I don't know if they just, you know, they just dig up graves and wait. I presume <laughs> like the, the birds in the bottom. <laughs> you know. If an if, if an ill-advised non-local ends up messing with an owl man, you know you you don't want to have to dig up on fresh, do you? So you probably just keep it open there. Um, and you know, strange robins could could fly in. Is your one problem that you got there? But uh, well, aren't... I mean, I don't quite know why she mentioned well, robins. That, to be honest with you, and what was strange about this robin? She doesn't she doesn't say. Um, well, robins are so they're, they're believed in folklore, and I don't know if it's in this country or just in general folklore to be reincarnated people. Robins are. Yeah, well, they kind of like just cute. Yeah, I like robins, yeah. It's very much synonymous with Christmas cards and things in this country, aren't they? Robin Red Breast. Well, my gran always said that she wanted to come back as a robin, what with being a good Catholic. (laughs) 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 What with being a lapsed Catholic. And she wanted to come back as a robin. And at most, and it could just be confirmation bias, but at most kind of big events, family events, there has been a robin turn up even though it's out of season or whatever. And that is just confirmation bias. But it's quite nice anyway. You know, like, hey. Mm. You know, that, and that's how these things start. Again, not, not to criticise her life choices or post-life choices, but um, I'm not sure I'd want to come back as a robin. Yeah. Just knocking about eating worms. I don't know. But then I've never tried it, so I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Don't knock it till you try it. Rich source of natural proteins. Don't knock it till you but try I don't it. think robins eat maybe. worms, do they? Or do they? I don't know. They're not. I've seen some bird feeders, haven't they? Well, yeah, they become lazy these days, haven't they? Modern, what, millennium robins? Fucking snow snow flakes, darlings. Wouldn't wouldn't even know how to hunt an earthworm. Subsidised by... Bring back natural service for songbirds, (laughs) that's what I say. (laughs) So, um... Our man knows how to hunt. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, yeah... um, Packing up some Mankinians once every well, 30 years. Well, he was in years. the Falklands, wouldn't he? <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Terrifying. Young lady. He was our secret weapon in the Falklands. So, so uh, Matt, so this is the thing, isn't it? So, 
Suspiciously, mm. there's there's no real sign of the Owlman anywhere around, and that makes me think cover-up, Chris. Yeah, I think that maybe um, they... What are all these people doing moving into the village, trying to, what are they, what they're trying to hide? The fact that there's no evidence of an Owlman apart from that video just makes me think they're covering up the evidence yeah. of the Owlman. I agree. Um, I think it could be like, you know, you used to have those secret religions in ancient Rome, like which weren't yeah. Christian. Um, I can't remember what they're called, like like where they worships like a bull. Well, ancient Rome, I mean, it would have just been the... No, but I mean, when Rome Christianity Rome, came in, they kind of God. continued undergrounds, like the Order of Bacchus or something. Not Bacchus, because he's the God of Wine, but oh, that right. kind of thing. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, that would be the one I'd go yeah, for, the Order of Bacchus. The thing you style yourself yeah. on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Your toga. Um, I, uh, yeah, maybe it's that. Maybe these people are... Um, Owlman, of course, there's the famous ritual which um, those that American secret society do in front of the big owl in... Yeah. Um, Promoting of the care in front of the owl and the um, I forget what it's called. It's not Ashburton Grove. Um, Might as well be. Is it Bohemian Grove? Well, that was all made up. But... Oh, Bohemian Grove. That was it. where a forty foot owl. They worship that. So I'm wondering if maybe it's any. Could it be? Could it be connected? Well, you know, maybe when you know the. Um, Plymouth and the old uh, pilgrims went across. Yeah. There were a few, few owl worshippers who rose to prominence. Them, you know, speaking Cornish. You know, got rich yeah. off the backs of the tin. Took mines. a lot of tin, yeah, because they were the biggest tin mines yeah. in the world, weren't they? Yeah, and the Illuminati by way of Bavaria. <laughs> but they scattered. They scattered. <laughs> they scattered across the planet. <laughs> yeah, scattered across the globe, and uh, yeah, just uh, in, you know. And every president yep. ever since has been there, uh, or every president from George Washington was a yep, secret. Yeah, they were indoctrinated um, into it. All, all worshipping yeah. the, the owl man. And that's what they're trying to cover yeah. up. US Secret Service don't want uh, non-Cornish people not in on the secrets and know about uh, the fact that the Cornish Illuminati control the entire <laughs> well, world. I think, you've, I think there we go, you've tied, you've tied it all up nicely. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, if this is the last podcast you ever hear mm. from us, then you know what's, you know, with, if you've got the bravery, do investigate. One of, um, one of two Cornish. things has happened. Either the Cornish Illuminati have caught up with us, finally, or I've fallen off the wagon again. <laughs> yeah, <I'd>, <laughs> <laughs> one of those two things, guys. Either way, you know, keep never stop asking questions. Asked, again, it's, you know... We can only put the evidence in front of you. It's mm. up for you to decide. You've got to, you know. Yeah. Hoot and on. <laughs> you know. What you don't want to be doing, the last thing you want to do is to believe in research by qualified people, you know. Don't do that. Scientists, qualified researchers. Do, do, no one's researching research. the connection between the owl statue at Bohemian Grove and the owl, the demigod that is living in Cornwall right now, moving his own people in. Yeah. Golders Brass Golders moving Brass. his own people in to the village nearby. People won't talk about it. And they're people won't talk about it. Have they been brainwashed? Could well yeah, be. Probably. Um, the older generation who dared speak out are all 
all died of um, well, died of natural of, you know, causes. You, you say something, all of a sudden there's a robin mm. flying into a grave, as if to say, you keep your mouth shut, you know what's good for you. This, it starts with a robin flying to a grave. That's not that's not where it fucking ends. <laughs> this is this is shot across, across your a very <laughs> robin's going to be flying somewhere else. <laughs> you don't care. This is uh, this is a, a, this is this is an incredibly cryptic shot across your bow. Think on, <laughs> think on. You want to come down here with cameras? Get get, you, know, you, you might see a very poorly pixelated picture of me, mm. but then you're going to get a good scratching. And that's the least I can do. Yeah, get back. Get back to Manchester. Brave lads. Come down Brave lads and deal with this. Uh, I'll tell you what, as we know, military are probably involved well, by now, aren't they? Who knows what kind of applications well, they're trying on, to make on whose side, though? Could it, no. Is there a, sec- is there a secret war well, that we're not being told about? Well, according to you, know, they, but, you know, if you, if you still believe there are nation states, Chris. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I've got to say, if there is a secret, if there is a secret war, then I'm glad the Conservatives are in charge because, you know, you, United Nations <laughs> run by the new Labour, new danger. Um, if you want an if you want an owl as a neighbour, vote Labour. That was what they used to say, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, people just laugh it off. Different times. Um, <laughs> not really. Yeah. Basic human, basic humanity. Doing a lot of fucking heavy lifting. <laughs> so Neil, uh, are you? Uh, is that is that the owl news up to date? Are we going? Shall we? Shall we score that's, it? That's pretty much it. I mean, you know. I think you know you've got you've got two possibilities mm-hmm. here. I'd say, Chris. You know, you've got this this the whole thing is just a hoax. Yeah, made on a run an island somewhere, and the the only known bits of evidence were basically apart from a video. This person, I mean, look, we'll, we'll never know if that's true because he's now gone to Ireland, and obviously there's no extradition treaties with uh, with Dublin. No, famously. Um, can't, you just can't hear famously. That's why. Go there, go there for a pint of Guinness and a, and, and kiss the blimey stone. Yeah. We can't be extradited from Ireland. That's why there's so Maybe. many um, ex ex members of the Cali cartel living in and around Dundalk, I believe. <laughs> Massive mansions. So we can't we can't track down. No, he's off. He's, he's off. Yeah, if, he, if he's moved, to, if, if he's if he's moved to Ireland, he's basically off the grid. It's a huge country. <laughs> you get you, you get lost. You get lost in there, and it's like, I will look for this picture. Most of it, the, most of it hasn't been mapped. We could do a whole thing just about this guy. Actually, he's, he's had quite an interesting life. But yeah, basically, so that's one one possibility. Um, he made it all up, and it was just a bit of a laugh, a bit of performance art yeah. from from him. Or what's come out as a far more compelling bit of evidence for me. Cornish, you know, the overwhelming Cornish, evidence Cornish towards world the Cornish, Cornish world order. Um, yeah, Cornish world order. CWO. I mean. There's nothing we can do about it. Too late now. I mean, the only thing which I'm going to do is perhaps move somewhere. Much much like global warming, we've ignored the signs oh, that were there all along for too long. And, uh, it's all just going to, the tipping points have already been yeah. activated. I mean, the only thing I maybe um, get off the grid in Montana or possibly Ireland um, and just... Bill, I mean, that's the only um, thing we can hope now is that actually they are a force. Well, I mean, look at, look at the state you know, of the world, sort of, Neil. I'm sort of 
Like a nature worshipping. They're the state of the world. Uh, it's not, that's true. You know, they're, um, you know, just look at the signs all around you. So I think the only thing to do really is to um, stockpile as much food as you can, uh, get an arsenal of weapons and go off grid. And uh, if you see any, if you see a Hummer pull up near your house or your homestead with people with CWO written on their chest, just start shooting. I think that's the only the only sensible solution. I'm instead. I'm just going to try and get like, in with them. Um, I'm just going to become a quizling and just yeah. I'm just going to try and get in with them. Obviously, that's my move. As you know. your move. So I'm going to learn Cornish. Um, start buying even more pasties than I do already, which is a substantial yeah. quantity. Three meals a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, and, and uh, you know, obviously a lot more. I've not been eating enough scones, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. So, and clotted cream's quite delicious. So, there's, there's a lot of upsides actually to this. Um, yeah, and just going to try and placate our Cornish masters. You, you for one, welcome them. <laughs> our Cornish overlords. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Well, um, it looks like we'll probably be. It's like Pascal's wager, you know, it might not be true, but what have I got to lose by not trying? Just or eating more pasties and cream teas? Yeah, that's that's a that's a bet I'm willing to lose, Chris. It's fine. Your downside. It's a smart I mean, money. You, you could potentially be losing And if I'm right. But you could potentially be losing years off your life by switching to a, an all an all I Cornish mean, yeah, diet. That, <laughs> that ship sailed. Almond's yeah, lunches, been... that's quite Cornish, isn't it? Uh that was made up by the cheese board in the seventies, I believe. Yeah, but I mean it sounds Cornish. That traditional... Does anyone, does anyone have Clamence lunches anymore? No, I don't. But I never did anyway. Not seen it since the 90s. Um, what's that? They, they, um, it's quite they, nice. Is it, you know, a bit of mediocre <laughs> cheddar. And is it in Cornwall where they eat, they eat garden snails or something like that? There's like, there's a fake, they call it something weird. I don't know. Yeah, there's an area where they get snails from the dry stone walling and it's somewhere in the West Country and they're like a local delicacy. Yeah, it could well be. I must confess, I wouldn't want to prepare one. There's a whole thing, they, they call it de-sliming. I forget what the French word is, but uh, that's not something I particularly want to do, but I've, I've eaten snails before. Although I will go back to the point that if you fry anything in garlic and butter, it's going to taste nice. It's in Somerset, I think, more more so. Oh, okay, yeah. But they call them something weird. Oh, Mendip, Mendip Wallfish. Oh, that very, very vaguely rings a bell. Yeah, Wallfish. Yeah, Mendip Wallfish. Um, how European? Well, there you go. Um, as you can see, we haven't really improved much over the couple of years we've been doing it. Um, you know, but I consider that consistency. Um, if you ever want to get in touch, uh, .podcast at gmail.com. And uh, there'll be another one of these next week. Uh, and then on the 29th, Series 5 will begin. Yep, we're going to go forever. Cool. All right. Well, have a good week, everyone. And thanks for listening. Take care. Goodbye.